This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. February, the month we celebrate love. How fun to think about love. And I wanted to talk today about the art of attraction, because not only is this a precursor to the workshop that Jane and I are doing, but it is, it's our favorite topic, right? Even Paul McCartney said, tried to, in a song said, I, I tried to make it about something else, but what the heck, you guys want to hear about love, so here we go again. <laughs> and the art of attraction is nothing more than looking under the hood of what connects us to our love. Now, if you were to look around the room with your energetic eyes and notice what attracts you to other people. You might notice with someone you're attracted to their warmth, maybe their tenderness, maybe the love oozing out of their heart, maybe the sweet, soft smile, and notice when you look with your energetic eyes, it's easy to be attracted to everybody. And notice that when you use your energetic eyes, their physical features, whereas you notice them and maybe admire them, they're not primary importance, are they? Because what we exude energetically is really what attracts us to others and what attracts others to us. Think of magnets. You take two magnets, and if you turn the poles and try to push them together, they won't go, will they? You can, it's fun to try to try, and it's just, whoa, whoa. <laughs> And yet when we turn it around, they not only want to come together, they don't want to separate. And that's what I want to talk about today as far as the masculine-feminine art of attraction. And I'm talking masculine-feminine energy, not specific gender. Because we all have the masculine and the feminine in us. And that's all great. But I think we got kind of mixed up here a little bit, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But first I want to outline the map of relationships. Now I got this from Tony Robbins, who I dearly enjoy following. This man has really gone deep, especially with his wife Sage, if any of you have followed them. Um, really, really going deep into spirituality. And he coins, um, the relationships of having six positions. Now the first position is the one that's magnificent. Now I'm talking uh, a, a relationship between two people, a couple's relationship. They are in love. They are passionate. It's, it's fun. It's flirty. It's juicy. It's forever hot. 
That's the one we all want, right? And then there's position two. Good friendship going there. You know, good companionship. You get along well. You're friends. But the passion's kind of died. You know, maybe occasionally, but not very often. How many relationships do you know that fall into that category? And then there's position three. Yeah, the friendship's kind of died now, too. Your roommates. How many relationships do you know that fall into that category? And then beneath that, position five is not in a relationship, but you want to be. Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped position four. Position four is you're still living with someone, but you're planning your escape. Have you been there? I have been there more times than I wish to admit. And then there is where you're not in a relationship, but you want to be. And then the final position is, I'm not in a relationship, and I don't want to be. <laughs> Have you ever been there? Those ideas are so fun because when you compare them and you look at, that's where I want to be. Did I get it? Did I keep it? And we think of that as a beautiful concept, but it's, it, it, it's a possibility you can live there, and I'm, I'm proof. Now, women, I think we kind of started the problem here of where we got unbalanced. It wasn't our fault. I, in, in my personal humble opinion, I think it started at World War II, when all the men went off to war, and we had to take care of business. We had to do it all. And so then the men came back from war, and because of the Industrial Re Revolution, we could do it all for the first time, because there's been war since the beginning of time, but this time we could actually do it all, and so we didn't want to give our power back. We kind of didn't, did we? And it became custom, in our custom uh, way of life, for women to be strong and independent. But then we started teaching it to our girls, and, our, and we were teaching them good stuff on how to be independent, but we were kind of pushing it too far into fierce independence. I don't need you, and that looks good. And we carried it too far. I found that I was probably the worst of the bunch. Can you imagine it? Here I am, an international airline pilot. I grew up with boys, so I already knew how, how to be in my masculine energy. I flew with men all the time. I could keep up with the best of them. And, it was, and I didn't even know what I didn't know until a last relationship crashed quite badly. And I looked at, well, I learned from uh, the company I now work for how, the importance of coming home to your feminine. And someone mentioned this morning, this is, well, you know, I, I'm afraid I'm not in my masculine or my feminine enough, and, and, and asked about that, and I said, it isn't about just 
wearing a dress. Okay, I'm in a dress, I'm feminine. No, it's more than that. Feminine energy is a style of being. It is a style of trusting. It is a style of knowing that we're okay right where we are, and it's okay to need support. When I found that, it felt like I was coming home to myself in a way I've never felt before in my body, and this beautiful comfort and this beautiful confidence. And then how I started relating to men brought out their masculinity because I was being in my feminine and that beautiful magnet polarity showed up. And I allowed men to be in their masculine. Because now I'm going to talk to you guys. How many of you guys struggle a little with, how do I please that woman? I just don't know. <laughs> I don't see any hands, but that's okay. I know you're thinking it. Because with the women's movement, now poor men are left with, well, how, what do I do now? How do I show up? I know my woman wants me to be in touch with my, with my emotional side so we can really connect. But how do I do that and not lose myself? Many men have lost their, their masculine energy, much like women lost their feminine energy. And they tried to be what they thought the woman wanted in their lives. And then they wondered, where'd the spark go? Because remember that magnet. If, the, if one isn't in their, her feminine and the other one in his masculine, there's no spark. Now you got the friendship. And friendship is wonderful, but we want more, don't we? So it's also about com men coming home to knowing that it's okay to be masculine. And when they're uncertain, they're either too far into their feminine, or because they're dealing with a woman who's in her masculine energy, they double it up their masculine energy, and now they can come across as too authoritarian, too strong, maybe not too kind. Have you ever been there? Feminine, too, is we can get carried away with that. And so the, the story is about coming home to yourself. Now, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. It's coming home to your true self. I didn't even know what that was. But once I opened the, 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 the door to the, the cellar of my soul and found something that I didn't even know was there, it was really wonderful. So, Do you know the story of who you truly are? Or, or have you allowed other people's judgments to decide in this area? I remember when I was a brand new co-pilot with United. And I met, met my captain in the 
the flight planning area and shook his hand like we normally always do before we do our flight planning. And he says, so, he says, I'm kind of old and cynical. How about you? And I said, well, no, I'm young and eager beaver. And he goes, oh, God, give me a break. Can I get out of here? And I laughed. I thought he was kidding. And then I realized he wasn't. He didn't want to be flying with me. And his attitude was, they, you know, they don't pay me enough to be an instructor, and um, I don't want to have to, to um, do half of your work. And I said, I can do my work. But because I saw judgment in his eyes, he didn't say anymore, but I saw judgment in his eyes. How do you suppose my performance was with him? Yeah. Yeah, I got the least best out of me. He also got the least best out of me. And interestingly, I flew with him about a year later. I didn't fly with him then for a year. And then a year later, we flew together, and he did the most beautiful apology I've ever heard. He says, you know, I realized that I, I did that to you. I brought out your worst, and I really apologize. I, I've never heard such a a heartfelt understanding of it. And I bring that story to you because it's about love. How many times have you looked at a loved one, I mean a loved one, and thought to yourself, geez, I wish they would quit doing that. But I'm not going to see anything. Or geez, I wish they would do more of that, but I'm not going to say anything. I mean, how many times per day do we make judgments against the people that we love? And, oh, no, 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 but we're good. I didn't say anything. But remember, they pick up on that. And then we wonder, where did the best of them go? And then we look at ourselves, because, of course, they play the game, too. They're judging us back. And we wonder, how come I don't feel good about myself? How come I did think this thing that way when I know I'm better than that, but I didn't give my best? So not only is this beautiful masculine feminine polarity about keeping the spark alive, keeping the passion alive, it is about keeping the love alive, first in ourselves. So I, I have a question for you, and you can answer it silently. Just right now, at the top of your heart, how big is your heart? From a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being absolutely bad day, <laughs> and 10 being bursting, where's your heart right now? Just give out an answer to yourself. Good. Now, go into your heart and think of all the people you love. And think about all the people that love you. Love you. Just soak on how much you love them. Soak on what you've done to have them in your life and what they've done to have you in their lives. Now, ask your heart again. What's the number 
of how big it is. Did your number grow? I'll bet it did. Because the truth of the matter is, our hearts can grow as big as the universe or they can crinkle on down to this big when we don't have any confidence in them. And so when we take the time to practice it, and it is a daily practice of stepping into our best so that we can see it in others, and rather than, do I even have to mention how much we judge ourselves? Well, we get to try to give that up, too, and work at it. It's not a one-time deal. It is a lifetime deal. And put together love and faith. And I never liked the word faith growing up. It sounded very religious to me. So I had to turn the word faith into trust. You know when someone's not acting very well that you care about? And if you look at them with the eyes of judgment, of, oh, there they go again, they're probably not going to change. But let's say you filled your own love cup up. You're over, you are overflowing with love. So you got a little reserve today. And someone shows up, and they're not at their best. And you instead add in that faith or trust, whatever word works best for you, with your love, and you look past their sorrows, their fears, their actions. You look past all that into their heart. What do you suppose might happen? You give them the opportunity to see it for themselves. And that sounds so easy. But I tell you, this is something that has to be consciously practiced on a regular basis. And I'll tell you how I know. Nobody falls down more than me. <laughs> Nobody, I, I, it's just my style. I like to learn things the hard way. I like to go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. But then I like to pay attention and go, OK, how's that working for me? And so I know that this is a practice you want to keep practicing. So Jane and I are doing this lovely workshop called The Art of Attraction. And what we are going to be focusing on is that inner love, first within ourselves. Because if you're not in touch with your own love, anything you give has a kind of a plasticky feel too, doesn't it? And we want to give real love. We want to give love that comes from the bottom of our hearts. And so then we will be talking about how do we express that? And that's where the masculine and feminine come in more to play. Now, one of my bosses always says, follow your heart, but take a little strategy with you. And that is so smart, because it takes strategy, like the practice of catching your judgments and stepping over them into the trust and the faith. 
It takes a lot of strategies, and that's what Jane and I are going to talk about. So who is this workshop for? Well, it's not for very many people, only the people who want more love in their life. <laughs> so it works whether you are in a relationship and you would like to expand it, or if you're not in a relationship, but you'd like to be, or if you're even kind of over to that category of I'm not in a relationship and I don't want to be, but you're not really feeling happy about it, come and join us and maybe you'll change your mind and decide maybe I'm only in that stance of I don't want to be because I'm afraid it will hurt like it has in the past. Because we'll talk about that too. And we'll talk about how to surmount that so it doesn't stop you from having a wonderful future. With, with following your heart and bringing some strategy, you can take your past and truly put it in the rearview mirror and have a transformed new beginning that can be wonderful. Would you like to live at position one? I mean, wouldn't that be wonderful? Where you, your friendship is fabulous, your companionship, or really enjoy doing, but you're not in each other's pockets. It's either it's, it's, it's healthy and the, and the spark is alive. Wouldn't we all love that? So that's just a, a piece of what we're going to offer. And it's only three workshops, so we can't cover it all because that's <laughs> huge. But it gives you an idea of where you can go. Don't settle. I did. I settled too many times in my past. And now when I look at my old relationships, and I think, oh my goodness, those poor guys, what they put up with me. <laughs> because at the time I settled, I didn't think I could do better, or be more, or have more. And now I know that, you know how your heart can grow limitless? So can the size and breadth and depth of a relationship with someone you care about. There is no limit. So the final thing is take the practice right here today. And I challenge you that the first time you look at someone, especially if you care about them, and have the eye of, oh God, are they wearing that thing again today? Or any judgmental thought, and catch yourself, catch yourself, and go, oh, oh wait a minute. I'm trying something new. And step past that and look past the physical, past even their emotional, into their soul, and just love on their soul silently. And the bigger challenge is watch them change. They cannot stay stuck where they were when they have the support of your love. So let this be the beginning of a fabulous month of love. Namaste.